question yourself where all of us have been gifted with an innate potential to succeed and be truly happy in all areas of our life, whether it be our careers or in our personal and interpersonal relationships. Sometimes you wonder, who am I to be so successful? Am I good enough? Do I deserve it? If you have the same thoughts racing in your mind, then this program will surely help you. In this episode, our guest, Louise Griffith, will discuss some helpful tools and strategies on how to face life with a confident and abundant mindset. She will share the secrets on how to reclaim your personal power and success in all areas of life. If you want to learn some strategies for building your self-confidence and embrace the limitless possibilities that await you, then this program is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Happy and Healthy Mind. If this is the first time you're joining us, my name is Dr. Rosina. I specialize in treatment of stress, anxiety, and depression. Over the last 20 years, I have been serving as a medical doctor specializing in psychiatry, a best-selling author, and a transformative speaker. I believe that a lot of suffering could be prevented by simple mind training. Therefore, I started this program where we share practical tips for your mental fitness so you don't have to suffer unnecessarily. The purpose of this program is educational and therefore I would recommend to consult your healthcare professional for any treatment advice. Our mission is to bring health and happiness to more than a million people. So if you find value, please share, like, and subscribe so more people could live happier and healthier lives. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from our guest, Louis Griffith. Hi, Louis. Uh, hi there, Dr. Rosino. Thanks for joining. Louis Griffith is an internationally recognized speaker, author, and certified success coach, and a psychologist of 28 years. She empowers her clients to get clear about what they want and they then achieve it. Lewis works with people who want to figure out what makes them tick and to get their thinking in alignment with their goals and dreams. So today we are discussing reclaiming your personal power, five strategies to build self-confidence. So let's, let me ask you, Lewis, why do you think it is so important to reclaim your personal power and develop self-confidence? Well, we're the only ones who can be in charge of that. And it's about choices. And I know we'll talk about my book, but I just, in uh, week number nine, it's Reclaim Your Personal Power. And the first couple of sentences are, personal power is your ability to change the direction of your life. It's the energy fueling your actions. It's not about power over another human being, but the power coming from within yourself. Personal power allows you to focus your attention in the area of your choice. And I think that's exciting. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. I was just showing people your book because it's a beautiful book. You know, the other day I was reading it and it really inspired me. So thank you for bringing this book to us. Thank you. Can you share an example of someone that you may have taught these skills and how it, their life changed? Yes. I'm just thinking of someone I worked with recently who her issue was that she said yes all the time. I mean, just like, yes. 
didn't really know about setting boundaries and their, the, her homework was to read my week on setting boundaries. But she was exhausted, just exhausted. And people didn't really know where she was coming from. And, you know, we've done this. Well, I'll just say I have. I've said yes as I look back over the years when I really didn't want to. So as I'm doing whatever I said yes to, I was feeling angry and resentful. So I taught her something that I think is helpful. It's the four-part extended pause, I call it. So Louis sneaks in just a minute, but can you tell us first, like what kind of problems was she having? She was exhausted, maybe even a little depressed, situationally depressed, low self-esteem because she didn't honor her soul. She didn't pay attention to what was really important to her. So like I sometimes say, you need both legs to stand on. If you just try to stand on one leg, you know, you are going to get exhausted. If you just take yeah. care of others and you don't take care of yourself, then you are going to get exhausted. And so did it- did And she sort of lacked the courage to say no because she really hadn't done it. And she thought people wouldn't like her also affected her work because she had difficulty saying no oh yeah she took on extra projects and was she was exhausted so uh, once you taught her the technique that you're going to teach us in a minute how did her life change oh my goodness she has more joy and i know that's important to you stress to joy she's more confident it, it feels like to her like she's starting a new life and she is 57 it's just you know been a bad habit of hers it's just a way of doing life mm -hmm. And you think that she was doing it because she did not feel worthy enough or did she have lacked confidence? Yes. And I think she was just afraid to say no, like people wouldn't like her. But she ended up actually not liking herself because she didn't ever say no. Right. And then when you're trying to do so many things, then probably she's not doing her best in everything. Totally. So, yeah. Can you uh, teach some of the tools that you taught her so that our audience can also benefit? Well, I think the main one is what I call the extended pause. There are four parts to it. The first part is stop, then you pause, and then you listen internally, and then you consider. Because when she started listening internally, she knew like, actually, I really don't want to do this. And then the consider part is, will this be life-giving to me and others? And it really wouldn't. And it's not that she doesn't say yes ever again, but she just really is more mindful of it. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's one of the biggest benefit of mindfulness is like, like that pause, it kind of gives you that pause, and that opportunity to think through. And many times people think that mindfulness is just doing meditation. But no, mindfulness consists of what I call map. It has the meditation It's the first part, but then it is an attitude of awareness and acceptance and non-judgmental thinking. And then the third one is the practice, practicing it in daily life. So like small, small things in her situation, she practiced that mindfulness, she paused and she asked herself, is this whatever she's doing is life-giving for herself and others? And so she was able to get the answer. So that's wonderful. All right. And I think each person has a great wisdom inside. It's just like, do we ever listen to it? How often do we listen to it? Yeah, a lot of times I say like, you know, people have the inner self that can guide. And let me not go too much in detail because I have a special about that inner self coming at the end of the program. But let me just ask you right now, you were talking about those five strategies to build self-confidence 
then you were also going to give as a gift to our audience. Can we go through those five strategies? Absolutely. And at the end, we'll give people an opportunity to go to my website and to get this at no charge to them. So the ones that I have, the first one is begin and end your day with curiosity and gratitude, which is a choice and a habit. But I love curiosity because it opens you up to so many possibilities. And I think gratitude is a great thing to begin your day with and end your day with. It's something over which we have control. And energetically, it's really you know helpful for us. Wonderful. So yeah, I have habit of doing gratitude for last like 16 years now, every day, my day starts with my gratitude journal. What do you think about the gratitude journals? Um, I think it's really practical and it goes with your beautiful book. And I like that you can sketch and doodle and brain dump and yeah, it's, it's very good. Wonderful. Thank you. You're saying that you also read the book. So what was your impression? What, what was the best part from the book? Um, what I really appreciate ab about your book is it's practical. Mm -hmm. You know, as a psychologist, I've been in supervision with psychiatrists for many years. And sometimes, if I can say this without disrespect, they're a little too medical. Uh -huh. A little too medically focused and not so practical. So your book has practical tools that people can learn and apply in daily life. Well, thank you so much for that feedback. So we're coming back to your point of begin the day with curiosity and gratitude. So I always say gratitude, but this curiosity piece, you know, how do you begin your day with curiosity? Can you explain a little bit more? Well, yes. And I say this often to my coaching clients. So when we're curious, we have our hands open, right? I don't know if you can see it. Curious, I wonder what will happen as opposed to being afraid. And so when our hands are open, it's like, well, there are a lot of possibilities that could come up. So just to know, like, you could say this can be a bad day or be curious, like, I wonder what this day will hold. I wonder who I'll meet. I wonder what I'll learn. I mean, I get excited about that. Your intentional living would be to start your day with the intention and curiosity. And even if it is like, you know, like what's say, you take the life as an adventure. So the as right. an adventure park every day brings a new adventure. Sometimes, you know, some adventures make you scared or like, you know, make you even cry. But again, it is an adventure. It's a newness. So if you go with the curiosity, it'd be so much easier to handle both positives and negatives in life. So that's wonderful. And another point I think that you just pulled up in me is like, can be curious, like, also, so I'm, I may make mistakes. Some things may not go so well. So be curious about what's the lesson I get to learn. A failure is not a failure until, unless you learn from it. So that's wonderful. What's the second strategy? That that's why I like the four parts. I used to just say pause, but what I like about a stop first so that, and then you pause and then you listen inside. Sometimes, you know, when I give my presentation, I have a story that I had a friend who helped me get a really beautiful sandal, right? And she used to live in New York and shopped in Paris. And, and when I put the sandal on and I walked in it the first time, I heard, do you know what? This is not a good sandal for you. The heel is not wide enough. And, and actually it was, and she, 
we got it at TJ Maxx. I don't know if you have those. Like $99. And I'm like, whoa, I wasn't planning on spending $99. Not that I wouldn't have, but not that day. And she said, Louise, this is a $400 designer shoe. Then all of a sudden, I changed my attitude. I'm like, well, I can't live without that shoe, right? Even though my intuition told me it was not a good shoe for me. So by the end of the first day, I'm going to show you this. I had a new fashion shoe, and it's called a boot. <laughs> yeah, it broke my ankle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even though my intuition told me it's not a good shoe for you. But I'm like, hey, $400 shoe for $99. I can't live without this. So, you know, sometimes it's practical. Yeah, yeah. So somebody is asking, one of the audience is asking, thank you, Araceli. Can people learn curiosity or are people already born with that trait? We can learn that. Like some of my clients, I never really thought about being curious, being open. And I also think that probably some children, I think my of my grandchildren, they're born being curious. So it's a great question. It might be a yes and. I always say like, you know, it for for most of the conditions, it's fifty percent nature and fifty percent nurture. So right. some of it, some of the traits you're born with, and some of it you nurture. So uh, thank you for asking. Uh, continue with our next point. So you were talking about honor your inner wisdom and, and intuition. intuition. And yeah. I love the story of not listening to yourself. But sometimes, you know, we have negative thoughts too. So like if you know, some people have like very negative thought, I have a relative, like whenever you uh, present anything, first she's going to say no. That if she accepts that, somehow things are not going to turn out right. And so how do you differentiate between your inner self, you know, guiding you to not go on a path that is not right for you versus not listening to the negative nagging that many people develop, especially when they are feeling down and depressed? Another great question. And so, and of course you deal a lot with depression and as a psychologist, I worked with a lot of people that way. And that sort of does come with the mindset. So I think if people, do you think that people have a sense of their negative thoughts? I think people do know that this is a worry habit or this is, and sometimes when they reach deep, they realize that there are different level of consciousness. So there is like, you know, there's a thought level, there's an unconscious level, like, you know, you're doing things without thinking or without planning. Then this, there's another level is the thought level when you can think through things. And then there is a higher level, a higher self level, or we can call it spiritual level or inner self that actually guides your thoughts. And mm -hmm. so that level, they know that what they're thinking is negative and that's not appropriate. So I think that inner self guides you, tells you that that is not appropriate. On the other hand, sometimes it is harder for people to differentiate what is coming from their negative, depressive state versus what is their inner self telling them. It's all fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. And you don't have all the answers. So it's important to acknowledge. All right. So tell us your third strategy. Love and accept yourself. And I put a quote in the free gift that people will get if they sign up. Oprah said, the highest honor on earth you will ever have is the honor of being yourself. And then I put your personal path is unique to you. You'll only find trouble and misery if you attempt to follow someone else's path. Beautiful. I know. I mean, I think she is a wise 
it's wise. And so are you, you are also wise and so am I. And so all of you who are watching, we have this inner wisdom inside you. Appreciate others, but also appreciate yourself. Sorry. And I have a little tip that they'll get. When you're feeling low, prepare a confidence card. So spend some time jotting down 10 to 20 things that you love about yourself. Anything from your bright smile to your strong worth, to your creativity. If we look for them, we will find them. Wonderful. Confidence card. Such a beautiful thing. I always say like, you know, as part of our gratitude challenge, one of the challenges to identify your own qualities that you're grateful for. This is great. You can make confidence card and you can write down things that you appreciate about yourself and keep it somewhere so that you can remind yourself all the things that you can love and accept about yourself. So wonderful. I mean, even if you have a sense of humor, come on, that is great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very important to be able to laugh. And so a lot of people have innate ability. I don't have innate ability, but you have to develop it then. So part of it is coming automatically and part of it you want to intentionally develop. Wonderful. So what would be your fourth uh, strategy? It is say yes to new possibilities and take more risks. Mm -hmm. So that's different than the client who never said no. Uh, <laughs> right? So there are different people go through different situations. Yeah. Develop new skills and opportunities. Pardon me? Can you explain a little bit or give another example of? Sure. So new possibilities. So uh, techno technologically, I'm sort of challenged. I am. It's like learning Russian or something. So anyway, I'm in a new year-long program and I'm like a, one of the oldest. And I just noticed that the women who are younger than I am, they like get all this stuff and all this Facebook stuff. And then I tell myself, well, it's just going to take you longer but you can learn it. So it's sort of fascinating because if I'm going to be beating myself up, my energy will go down and I'll be blocked to it. So that's for me is, and so it's taking more risks. Learn something new. Like when I had, it, it was really hard. I still remember the time when, before my book became bestseller, a few months before publishing, I was at the stage where I felt like, you know, who am I, you know? I'm not good enough and, you know, people are not going to like what I'm going to write. I mean, all those self uh, questioning my self-worth and uh, questioning what the work that I was doing. And I was feeling very down because I was beating myself up. And so I have a painting in my home where, where there's stairs and going to a door on the top. And then there's a pen on the side. It's a beautiful painting. I should put the link for people to be able to see. So the painting was there and my coach walked me through. And he said, okay, you are on these stairs. These stairs are long. But imagine if you reach that door, what would you see on the other side? So, so I said, okay, if I go, I see on the other side, when I reach there, I would see a lot of people saying, thank you for sharing this knowledge because it is, it has changed their life or it has made them feel happier and healthier. And that gave me such a courage. And I said, yes, I want to reach that door. And I want to, it's not just worth about me if I am good. It's the worth about like, you know, what benefit I can bring to others if I appreciate myself. If I appreciate myself then I can help others in better ways. So yeah, yes, I agree. So what's your fifth strategy? It is connect with people who are positive and live life fully. Oh my goodness. 
And I think the relationships change over the years. As I've gotten older, there's some relationships that just like drained me. Mm-hmm. Right? right? And so and I began I'm- to pay attention. And so and so there are seasons in our life and some certain people are a part of it at a certain time. But then I think we just go inside again. It's sort of they all go together. And I like to be around people who are filled with joy and not that they don't have down times, but I mean, they just, you know what I mean? Yes. I always say like live life fully because every day is a new opportunity to live, live your life completely. I know we were talking about your book earlier. Tell us a little bit about your book. What is in your book? So my book is called You Are Worth It, 52 Weeks to Honoring, Loving, and Nurturing Your Soul. And I began this book using mind maps. I thought, what would weeks be that could add value to people's lives? And what I appreciate about the way this turned out is that each week is very short. I'm showing the book to people because somebody was asking what is the name of the book? So I'm showing them. You are worth it. 52 weeks to honoring, loving, and nurturing your soul. And this came to be, I have the story in the beginning. I don't know if you have ever been to an exercise center called Curves. They don't have very many of them anymore. But some years ago, I was at Curves early in the morning, going around these different machines. And a woman younger than I to my left said that she had lost 65 pounds so far that year. And being curious, I said, I'm, I'm curious to know how that this happened at this time in your life. And her response has been profound for me. She said, I woke up in the morning and just decided I was worth it. And so it stayed with me for three days. And I thought, wow, she is giving me a profound gift. And because if you don't think you're worth it, I don't think I'm worth it. We don't think we're worth it. Whatever our, it may be, it may not ever happen. And so for her... The it was losing weight. And when I do my keynotes and speaking, I I say, I don't know what your it is right now. And I'm saying it to the rest of you. Whatever it is, it's important. So that changed my life. So anyway, I love this book. I mean, it's, and I, it's like what you're saying. This is not about me, but there are 6,000 in print and good things are happening for people. So I really am happy about that. And so you were talking about a challenge you were going to run. So what's, uh, tell us about that. So that's a part of that year-long program. So I just can speak for myself. I spent the first half of my life as a woman pleasing others. And I sort of trained my family, like, I have no needs. I'm here for you. Hello. That'd be like totally codependent. And so I am targeting a, a movement that will be, I'm calling it Waking Up in midlife to the miraculous you for women 15 older, because I think there are a lot of women. And, and, you know, and I think that some women are afraid if they step into their own power or their own, you claim their own gifts, that the ones they love will go away. But that isn't really true at all. So there'll be an Im- invitation at the back of this to go to, for, sign up for a 30 minute free strategy session. But I'm learning about how to do this five day. Facebook challenge, and it will include a short video every day and some teaching. Now, have I even made a video on my phone? No, but I'll 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 learn it by the time I'm going to do this. So I'm excited about it. You are worth it, and <laughs> you can. And, it. and I'm slower at these things, but I will. I'll make a great video. Make sure my hair looks good, and I hope I have something to say. Right. <laughs> 
you were just kind of laughing about like you know women care so much about their hair i think that is one way they lift their confidence by taking care of their hair <laughs> i have a group of friends i've known for a long time and whenever we get together we say your hair looks great <laughs> i know and and i say it's all about the hair but not really we just sort of joke about it enable yeah, each other yeah, it's kind of a symbol that uh, women care so much about how they look but i think the beauty is inside you and the beauty inside you shines on people around you oh totally i love your website name it's like it's one it's shining like light. one one shining light i was given that name some years ago by someone who's been my coach for many years and um i really didn't even know what it meant and he said it came from a character of uh, do you know Ogmandino's work? Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, he's out said that's good. So it's about see, being the it, like what you're saying, acknowledging the light within yourself, and then seeing the light within others, and then calling that forth. And that's a lot of the work I've gotten to do as a coach and a psychologist. And but, but I didn't really know what it meant. So I want to tell our audience that Lewis has graciously shared a gift that if you got, if you either go to her uh, website that I'm showing or text us at 38470, the word joyful, we'll be able to send you the links to her website and you can then sign up for her five strategies for building self-confidence. You would also get a link to make a 30 minutes session with her totally for free. So thank you, Louis, for that. Thank you. So at this point in time, let me ask you, before we go into my special, which I'm really excited about, what do you think would happen if people don't reclaim their personal power and don't work on developing these self-confidence strategies? Oh my goodness, you don't honor yourself. You you don't really use your gifts that you've been given. Sort of maybe go through life a little bit dull. I don't know, that's just off the top of my head. Like I think you know, people, when they don't do that, they also lose out or miss out on a lot of opportunities that come their way. Totally. Yeah, like both at work or in their personal lives, you know, they get the opportunity, but they don't think they are good enough. And then they don't take that opportunity. We had uh, discussed that in one of the programs and I'll put the link for that program over here. Tell me if the people do reclaim their power, what kind of benefits they would be able to see in their life. They have not claimed it yet. And then they like a struggle, but they develop this self-care. And before you answer that question, let me ask, let me share this question that Araceli is asking. And she's saying that there are some cultures that don't allow us to love and accept ourselves. It seems it is seen as selfish. How do we deal with these cultural challenges? We have to defy our core family values or is there an easier way? I'll tell you what, Araceli, you, you, you're asking great questions. And you would be more of an expert on that than I would be. I don't think you go against your culture. In a discussion with someone else, I wonder, so about reclaiming your personal power and loving yourself doesn't mean that you exclude others. It's a yes and. You appreciate yourself and of course you love others too. So I don't know that I could give you the best answer on that, but I think your question is very good. I, I can share a little bit about like, you know, because I come from a culture. Right similar culture where loving ourselves is not considered right. 
I don't know if they would call it selfish, but it's just not part of the value system. So I had to go through and I've talked about it in one of the programs. You don't have time to go in detail, but I'll try to put the link on that to that program. And especially doing that gratitude challenge, I talk about how I overcame appreciating my achievements because thinking about your own achievement or talking about your own achievement is considered being arrogant or and and there's a difference but it is the negative connotation to talk about you have been able to achieve this but unless you appreciate um, those achievements you don't get the courage of getting more achievements right so the way i overcame it was by putting a great gratitude angle to it so i call yep. my achievement grateful achievements and so you can find more about that in the gratitude challenge the, you can still sign up at drrosina.com front slash gratitude challenge and in that one of the challenges i talk in more detail in terms of how to overcome that feeling separating that feeling of being selfish or being arrogant to being taking care of yourself so you can take care of others better. And if I may say, using the gifts you've been given. Yes, because then when you when you appreciate those gifts that are, you have been given, you would utilize them more and you'd be able to help more people with it. So it's not selfish to take care of yourself or love yourself, because if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. That's right. I always kind of use that example that, which I kind of mentioned earlier is that to walk, you need both feet and that balance. If you just try to walk with one feet, one foot, you're going to fall down. Yep. That's a good analogy. Yeah. And so you need to take care of yourself and take care of others. You need to appreciate yourself and others. You need to love yourself and others. So it's not me. Yes. Or like, you know, but it is and love yourself and others. So thank you so much. So it's time for the special. Are you ready for the special? I am. I love specials. Right. So I'll start by asking the audience, do you consider yourself a leader? And the reason I'm asking this question is because recently I, I'm going to start a, a program starting in January and it is called seven habits of happy and effective leaders. Right. And so Whenever I'm talking to a group of people and I say, can you raise your hand if you are a leader? Very few people raise their hand. And then I ask, can you raise your hand if you have a leadership role? A lot of people raise their hand. So people are able to identify that they are in a leadership role, but they have very hard time saying that they are a leader. And I think it's because we don't think we are worthy enough or we are good enough to be a leader. And so what I, what is a leader? What is a leader for you, Louis? Uh, a leader for me is someone who, well, I, this is my language, honors the values and ideals and is authentic and also sees good goodness in other people. I have a very simple definition. A leader is someone who influences someone. Okay. So let me ask you and the audience, please enter in the comment section. Whom do you think leads you? Who influences your actions and your behavior the most? What do you think, Liz? I 
am being repetitive, but I hang around with people who are good people yeah. and who honor their values and are respectful to other people. And I go inside a lot to my wisdom and spirituality. Wonderful. And so one of the audience is answering my values. Yeah. And yes, it's your values, your thoughts, your perspective. You can yep. call it your inner self that leads you. So your inner self and part of like, you know, your mind is your leader. So you want to lead your life based on your inner wisdom. And so, you know how some people say, your life is like a story. It's your story. So write a good one. That your life gets affected by many different things. You know, my patients say, okay, I can't control it. This is COVID affecting my life. It's the circumstances affecting my life. It's the politics that is affecting my life. So a lot of different things affect my life that is not in my control. So I can't write my own story. So I tell people, your life is a collab story. <laughs> you know what collab story is? You know, when kids are kind of playing a story. So I was talking to my daughter earlier and she said, okay. So one person would say, I, I asked her, can you give me an example of a collab story? And so she was saying, okay. So one person would say, oh, Jacob had a dog. And the other person say, oh, the dog had the deer, deer ears. And the third one say, oh, the dog was really shy because he had a, a different ears. And so she made a joke that when your turn would come, you would say, oh, by the way, those, those years were fake. <laughs> you try to fix the story. So what my message to you is your life is a collab story like this. Different aspects of your life, different circumstances are writing different components of the story, but you also get the chance to write the part of the story. So when it comes to your turn, write your story with intention and with wisdom, because whatever comes to you is not in your control. But what you do in response, your response is in your control. Respond with intention and wisdom. Every day would present a new opportunity to write your part in the story of your life. So write wisely. On that and, and to me, if I may just also add, that's using your personal power, reclaiming your personal power. You're the only right. one who can do that. Yep. Cool. Yeah. You, you nurture the leader inside and become your personal leader. So on that note, I want to thank you everybody who attended. Thank you, Louis, for joining. Until next time, Dr. Rosina. Mm -hmm.